Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to the Auburn Express. What's up? And War Eagle, War Report family, you got Ike Jones. We're here with another morning drop today talking about how close are we to being where we want to be as a team this season. Coach Hugh Freeze had some comments about that earlier this week. We want to discuss it. Y'all know how we do right here, War Report style. Let's drop it on them. Now listening to the Wall Morning drop. It is Wednesday morning, October the 4th. I'm in here, Ike Jones, Mike G, this morning talking a little bit more Auburn football during the bye week. Uh, Coach Hugh Freeze recently had an opportunity to talk to some media members while he was at the Birmingham Quarterback Club and had some comments about a lot of things, uh, a lot of things retrospective to the Georgia game. And he basically said that he felt as if the team made some improvements. So we definitely want to discuss those things. Uh, Before we get into the conversation, I want you guys to do the necessary. And that is sharing the video with all the people out there in social media land. Let somebody else know we're in here having the conversation. We appreciate that. Uh, Like the video if you have not already and subscribe to the channel if you're new or you've just been somebody who's got Kind of been out here lingering and haven't done that. If you are in the land of podcasts, then go ahead and give us a five star review and make sure that other people can see all of the great things that you have to say about the war report. And we appreciate that over there in the land of the Auburn Express. Mike G, how are we feeling this morning? Uh, all right. It's the bye week. So Auburn's got to get healthy. They've got to figure something. Figure out some things from a schematic standpoint. Uh, ready to dig into what Coach Hugh Freeze had to say about it all. Yeah, absolutely. Coach Hugh Freeze, um, when he was having the conversation with the media, questions were asked of him about a couple of things. They asked about, uh, you know, what his message to the team was and what he felt like the progress was in the quarterback position and how we can get the pass game on track. So we're going to listen to a few of his comments. Uh, First and foremost, and the one I think I really want to camp on for the most part of this is what his message to the team was after this game, after such a close loss to the defending national champion, two-time national champion, uh, Georgia Bulldogs. We'll listen to what Coach Hugh Freeze had to say. 
reiterate my my message to them is man we're close you know obviously we've got to we've got to play more consistently on third down it was obvious on both sides that that's kind of where the game was decided in the fourth quarter and uh, but I want our kids to take great confidence I wanted to sting that we lost a game that we had a chance to win against a very good football team but at the same time you know continue to build on the good things that we did do so coach Hugh Freeze said we're close Mike G, what do you feel about that? Coach Hufree says we are close. Defensively, they're definitely close. Okay. 100%. Defensively, they're definitely close. Offensively, um, you know, I've said how I feel about the talent at the one deep. I think they're talented enough at the one to win games, but depth obviously is a concern. And, um, you know, quite honestly, I, I, I don't know if they're close at quarterback. Yeah. I don't I don't know if they're close at quarterback. Um, I understand that he can't come out and say that. Uh, certainly. But um, so the message to the team has to be what it is. But, uh, you know, so far through five games, having a chance to look at the tape, I think Payne Thorne has not been what they expected him to be. Um, right now, he's on track to throw for fewer yards than Robbie Ashford did in nine starts last season. Mm. Uh, you know, and I'm like, you know, you. So somebody's got to take responsibility for that, right? Uh, there's a lot of people on social media who are putting it all on the receivers. I'm not buying that. Um, you know, there's a floor that good quarterbacks have uh, that they meet. And right now, I think that Payne Thorne is below what they thought he could be here. Now, do they feel like he can still get here this season? Every game that passes, you know, that wanes. And it's holding up your offense from taking the next step. Dynamic quarterback rules the day in the SEC these days, man. Like, I don't, I don't name a team that's great without dynamic quarterback play these days. Name a championship team, like there, there, there are none, right? Uh, look what's happening out in Missouri. I, everybody looked at me sideways when I said, "Hey, I think Missouri might play some weird role in how the East pans out this year." And uh, it was not a popular message. Now they're sitting here at five and zero, but what do they have? They have a top three quarterback in the SEC throwing the ball, top ten nationally. <laughs> And Brady Cook. So, you know, they've got to figure out what they're doing. Seven passes in the first half total versus Georgia. Right. Seven passes, right? Like, you know, I mean, it's clear to me that they're managing him in a way that they are trying to keep him within his frame and within himself. Uh, what's even scarier is that they feel they don't feel like they can go to the next dude because they didn't. Really? As a matter of fact, you pulled him out of the game at critical junctures. Right. So, yeah, so uh, I mean, that, that's that, that's a uh, that's an important point that I want to make in regard to the quarterback play. And we'll listen to some of his comments in regards to how he feels like the quarterback room has progressed. But do you think that their reluctance to go to Robbie Ashford is a commentary on Robbie Ashford or in a an attempt to save face in a decision that they made with Peyton Thorne so I, far in the season? I think it's both. Honestly, okay. I think it's a little bit of both. Uh, they, they invested a lot. Um, and, you know, it, I wondered about this. You know, it, people and, and if you're questioning this, but you were one of those people preseason told me they invested too much in Peyton Thorne for him not to start. I want to hear from you on this. If you're one of the people that said they invested too much in Peyton Thorne for him not to start in the preseason, I want to hear from you on this subject. Because I worried about being tied to a guy in that way. If he doesn't perform, right, he's on track for 1500 yards passing. That's like 1200 yards of regression for Michigan State. 
Yeah. Now, let me tell you something. I don't think that's all on Payton Thorne. No, 100% not all. I don't think that's all on Payton Thorne. I think that (laughs) the guy who said, I develop quarterbacks well, has to take responsibility for some of this, right? Um, And, you know, so are they close? Yeah, sure. On on the defensive side of the ball, I think think they're building a, a championship defense. Over mm-hmm. there, and once and once they get the, the whole message about recruiting, like once we get our guys in, they're going to be we're going to be great. I think it's true on the defensive side of the ball. Offensively, you know, if you want dudes who who are just going to be dudes and go out and win it for you, that's certainly one way to do it. We certainly won't be good until year three or four if that's the case. Yeah, but if you're trying to win games now, you have to take the guys you have and find a way to get the most out of them. And I'm I'm not sure they're doing that right now, and I don't know how close they are. Yeah. So um, he he went on to talk a little bit about the quarterback play and uh, how he feels like the progression has been. So we're going to hear his comments about that here. Uh, again, this is comments from Coach Hugh Freeze at the Birmingham Quarterback Club earlier this week. Yeah, play the next play. And, you know, you've got to be accountable to the things you should have done correctly. And I've got to be accountable if I didn't coach you well enough, as do our coaches. And But play the next play and let's get ready for the next week and try not to make the same mistakes. And that's real life. And quarterback play, receiver play, all of that is about, man, looking what's on the film and we've got to own it. And we've got to get better from that from week to week. And I love the approach that both Peyton and Holt, and I mean, Peyton and Robbie have had, and um, their attitude is good. Of course, they all want the job and want to play, and they both did some good things Saturday, and they both did some things that, in particular, Peyton, that he he probably could correct, and we've got to get those corrected moving forward. So talking about trying to get over the adversity that happens during the game, play the next play. Uh, He said he liked the approach that both quarterbacks are taking, but there's some improvements that need to be made, uh, particularly with Peyton. Uh, He he said both quarterbacks, but let's be clear. Like only one has played a majority of the snaps though. Well, I mean, Robbie, Robbie didn't do anything wrong when he was in the game. Yeah. 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 Literally there was nothing that Robbie did in this game that you could point to and say, man, he could have done that better. Like he handed the ball off with no issues. The, t- the snaps that he took where he ran, he made the right read. He had positive yardage. The one pass he threw was completed. So, Robbie, let, let's remove him from the conversation about quarterback play from the Georgia game. But there are things that, that need to get better from the quarterback play. And he admits himself that that Peyton Thorne could have done some things better in this game. Yeah. Well, what are those things? Uh, yeah. You brought him in and, and we were sold that he was the more accurate quarterback. You know, so far, I have not I've, I've not seen it. I'm not seeing accuracy. What I'm seeing are balls that are just good enough for the receivers to get their hands on it. And then everybody on social media blaming the receivers <laughs> every time every one of those balls isn't caught. That's not how a good get passing game is built. A good passing game is built with precision. What does that precision look, look like? Well, on the third and I forgot what it was, like eight at the end of the game on the last drive when he threw the ball to Jay Fair, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Jay stopped his route two yards early and then the ball was thrown high, right? Well, what happened on that play? This is when I talk about precision. Jay recognized that they were blitzing and they're taught to cut their route off like early, right? So he stopped. I was actually on the slant. Yeah, on third round. Yep, yep, on the third round slant route, right? Yeah. And he cut his route off a yard early as he's taught to, right? And then Peyton didn't recognize that, so he threw the ball to where it was originally. He didn't recognize it. This is the, this is this is the thing that we're that Freeze is talking about. That he's got to do better. 
The ball was too high. He elevated as fast as he could, and it went off his fingertips. And every Tom digging Harry on social media said, he's got to catch that. No, that ball's got to be where it's supposed to be. Now, quite honestly, Georgia had that thing defended. I, I think the ball should have gone. You did the film review, but I think the ball should have gone somewhere else. I haven't done really? it yet for everybody, <laughs> so we're going to get into that. But I haven't done the film review yet, but I have gone and looked back at the tape, yeah. Yeah, like, Should have went to the outside receiver, you're correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the ball should have gone somewhere else completely because he had two guys on him. He had two guys. So even if he had ran that to the original depth, that free safety was closing on him from the front side. And before his feet hit the ground, that ball was high. He he was going to get this. There was very little chance he was going to catch that ball anyway. But that precision, right, is what I'm talking about. If there were a chance he were going to make that play successful, that ball has to be down. Yeah. So he can catch it in stride and then try to make that guy miss that's coming at him. And you, uh, that's what they expected out of Peyton Thorne. This is why you go with him over Robbie Ashford. Or that's what we were sold. Yeah. So they've got to find a way to get that fixed. Uh, you know, they brought him in. He's here. So I'm looking at it and I'm thinking, you know, there's no way Peyton Thorne is having 1,200 yards of regression season over season. That's, you know what I mean? He's mm-hmm. not 1,200 yards worse as a player. That's what he's tracking for here. That points to a system issue and some kind of coaching deal. But I'm yeah. not buying Peyton Thorne is 1,200 yards worse than what he was at Michigan State. I'm just not buying that. I yeah, think that I mean, Freeze, Freeze <laughs> has to own that. I mean, he says that they've got to figure out a way to coach it better and get the guys in better position. Yep. He talked a little bit about the things around the quarterback that need to improve as well. So let's hear his comments on that. Yeah, all facets of it need to improve. The protection, the routes. He, I thought he had six drops, truthfully, after watching the film that could have easily been caught. There were balls thrown in the right place and give their defensive backs some credit sometimes for good punch outs, but our guys have to finish those plays to help our quarterback also, and there were a few protections that he set wrong that caused us negative plays, and you've got to take it all in and then go back to work and try to get it corrected, but uh, there were some steps in the right direction in the passing game. Um, we didn't we didn't complete them all, but they were thrown to the right spot, our receivers were in the right spot, and we just didn't make the play. So, talking about the progress, which I will say there are elements of the past game that did look better in this past uh, weekend. Sure. Uh, I think that there were play calls that made a lot of sense. I think that there were passes. The 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 seam route that he hit to Rivaldo Fairweather on that last drive was a thing of beauty. Like you couldn't throw that any better than what he did. Rivaldo goes up high points. It makes the kind of catch that you want for your quarterback in that type of scenario. Um, but, there are other things that need to get better around the quarterback. And that's, I think part of the problem is that there's so many issues that like, which one of these things do you fix first? Um, Or, you know, do we just need to scrap the entire thing and start all the way over? And so that's the the tough position that you're placed in, uh, in these scenarios. But what are your thoughts on his comments there? Uh, Six drops is a coaching (laughs) accountability standard type of, language that he's using there by every metric and anybody who measures drops there weren't six drops in this game just weren't the ball the ball to jay we already explained the ball to malcolm where he's like on his back falling backwards and the defender comes and pokes the ball out that's not a drop it's not a drop by any stretch of the imagination the ball to to rivaldo probably on the sideline yeah probably a, a a catch he needs to make um, but also, you know, for a guy, a his, though. That's yeah, for a guy yeah. his size, like 
Like, you know, to I mean, Rivaldo was capable of that, but still he only really got one hand on that pass. Yeah, yeah. Right. Again, I, I think that if you're asking them to catch those types of balls, precision is 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 important. The other one, the Malcolm, where he's like diving to the ground on a home run ball. Yeah, you know, like, yeah, I mean, that's a that's a play that you want him to make. Is that the one I'm pointing at and saying my receivers can't catch? And that's not it. Right. So the truth is the six out of the nine, there was there was a social media post Ike, where they had linked the video together said six out of nine of Peyton's incompletions hit the receivers in the hands. Um, there's way more nuance to it than that. Um, so like, look, look, he's right. Like things around Peyton do need to get better, but it, it, you know, it's, we're not sitting here. If anybody's hearing us say that we're blaming all of this on Peyton Thorne, that's not what we're doing. Right. Um, but, uh, he has a role to play, just like the receivers have the role to play, just like the O-line has a, a role to play. The tight ends have a role to play. The coaches have a role to play. This is why I say, I'll refer back to my previous comment, I don't know how close they are to fixing all right. of this. <laughs> right, and and that's that's right. kind right. of yeah. where I wanted to go with this as well. It's like, it feels like there's so many things, Different and, things and maybe, yeah. you know, the final outcome feels close, but it feels like we're we're still very far away in terms of where we need to be <clears throat> with the with the pass game that I, I don't know how close we are. And And the question you have to ask yourself is, is the result, and this is something that you raised the question of going into the Texas A&M af- game after seeing the performance of Peyton Thorne on the ground at Sanford, is this a repeatable result, right? Mm-hmm. Is this a repeatable yeah. thing where Peyton Thorne's going to run for, you know, 60 yards on a quarterback keeper every game, and that's what gets you into scoring territory? Or are we going to have to figure out more inventive ways to be able to move the ball down the field? And I don't know that we've shown a proficiency in any way to be able to do that. So the question remains, how do we fix it? And what is the thing that gives Coach Hugh Freeze the confidence that we're close? And I don't know what the answer to that is. Yeah, I agreed. Uh, like I said, I mean, if Payne Thor is going to be your leading rusher week in and week out, they're going to lose the next, they're going to lose six out of, five out of the next six. Right? Like, I I don't know how, I don't know how else to put that. Like, you've got to get these running backs more involved in the actual running game. And I, I don't think you could continue to run an RPO style offense where Peyton Thorne keeps it as much as he's keeping it. Um, I think he's going to get hurt and you're going to get him hurt. And it's, it's not, it's not sustainable. If you're going to do that, put the other quarterback in the game. Otherwise I want to see Peyton Thorne do it with his arm. That's what you brought him here to do. Yeah. I think we need to figure out how to get the pass game in a more proficient place Um, because listen, these guys who are out here, you know, we've this I think this is the frustration for us as Auburn fans is we've we've been having this same conversation for too long about not feeling as if we're giving our our receivers an opportunity to to impact the game in a positive way. And then at the end of the game, giving all the blame to everybody about why the the, the pass game, except for play calling quarterback right those are the places where I feel like the the blame should rest in some scenarios now again and I've said this multiple times and please hear me I do not think that Peyton Thorne was the primary reason why Auburn lost the game yeah no no he wasn't he wasn't so 
please hear me when I say that. And I know people are like, like they probably have turned off the, if, if you're, if you think that we've said that you probably stopped listening already, you don't even hear me say this portion of it, but I don't think that that's the reason, but I do think that there are a litany of things that need to get fixed in this past game. And we've got to figure out how we're going to do that as an Auburn team. If we're going to be successful over this next stretch of games. War Report family, you are listening to The Morning Drop, where we talk about the most recent and relevant Auburn sports news. We broadcast live from The War Report's YouTube channel on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Friday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern, 9 Central Time. You're welcome to come watch it live, but the live chat is reserved for our YouTube channel members only. So come on by, become a member, and get active in the best Auburn sports community on the webs. We'll be right back after we pay a couple bills. Thanks for sticking around through the ad break. Now, here's the rest of your morning drop. All right, we're going to get over into the comment section to see what you guys are talking about this morning. We appreciate everybody who's dropped in with us. We'll start it, of course, with Super Chats. The first Super Chat here is from Charles Allen, who said, keywords in the clip from Coach Hugh Free said is both want the job. They both want the job. Talking about Robbie Ashford and Peyton Thorne. You're uh, muted right now, Mike. Got to give one a chance to win it, right? Um, like you said, it, it was, you know, I the game planning, man, I thought they called a game suited for Robbie in terms of how much the quarterback ran. And so if they're going to call it like that, let's see the other dude for a little bit. Um, otherwise, again, the arm, the arm Payne Thorne is where he needs to win the game. Yeah. 94 AU alum says, I like the message. We are close, but the reality is we are not close yet. We need a couple of recruiting cycles to get us there in reality. Yes, it's been a little contradictory, right? Like we need dudes, we need dudes, but we're close, right? Like, but we need so many dudes. (laughs) You know, it's yeah. both two things can be true, right? The talent is not as bad as a lot of people thought it was. Right. That's why you're able to play Georgia close. Um, and it's a lot of existing players that are the, the reason why it's close. Right. Just to be clear. A lot of the dudes they brought in. Yeah, so, you know, at the end of the day, uh, two, like I said, two things can be true. Right. They do need a couple recruiting cycles to get a championship level. But to get to like a seven or eight win level, I don't, I'm not sure there are a few recruiting cycles away. I think you're, you're a few good coaching decisions away from a seven yeah. to eight win season. Yeah, I mean, so I, I guess the question is close to what, right? And so right. We're close, you know, again, the outcome looks close on paper there with Georgia. And you did have an opportunity to win that game, but, you know, to be very clear. the How close you are is how much that translates to the next game, though, right? So can mm-hmm. you repeat what you did in that game that's successful? And that's the question that we have to ask ourselves. Is Auburn able to repeat what they did and go out there on the road against LSU? in a, a couple of weekends and do that again to go out there and get a W in that game. That's the, the question we have yet to answer. One of the worst defenses in the SEC right now. They are dead last in run <laughs> defense at 169 yards allowed per game, and they are 10th, I think, in pass defense. Right. So, I mean, and they're, they're 13th in scoring defense at 31 points allowed per game. Like, <laughs> come on, man. You got to go down there. I don't care if it's in Death Valley. You got to find a way to score some points on this. They're giving up yards everywhere to everybody. Right. Uh, Philip Hall jumps in and says, I'm hoping the chemistry light pops on with Peyton Thorne and the receivers. Is this a, a realistic expectation for the light to pop on? Yeah, we'll see. That's what we'll buy a week's good. Good thing. Right. So we'll see. 
yeah, we'll see what they're working on during the bye week. I think it's going to have to come down to, like you said, coaching decisions about what we're going to do, maybe simplification of some of the, the schemes. But I think that to me, that's the disappointing thing, right? It's like we shouldn't be at week five talking about simplifying things for a third year starter at quarterback. We should be talking about now we're in the role of expansion and trying to figure out how we can put more on his plate and how to figure out how to vary the offense even more. If we're talking about simplifying the offense for a third year starter, then listen, I've said this before. Let the let the red shirt freshman spin it, man. Yeah. Let listen. Holden step up in there. If we want to put it on somebody's arm, put it on the best arm in the room. If we're going to simplify it, then we might as well start the young guy. If Peyton has less than 25 y'all, the pass a pass attempts versus LSU, I'm I'm going to say they they're, they're giving up on him. If he has less than 25 pass attempts, I'm going to say they're giving up on him. And whether they pull him or not is a different story, but it's going to be pretty clear that they're managing him. Right? Like, so just trying to get through the season. And and I think that's, that's a bad place to be in, especially when you have routes to be able to, to, to perform better with a lesson playbook and less throws. Yeah. Agreed. So. Spicy the Goat says, I still feel like Robbie gives us our best chance to win. Yeah, I'm, yeah, I mean, if they're going to call it like they called it on Saturday, I agree. But I think, again, it all depends on how they call the game. It's a game plan that will work for Robbie. And, and this idea that he can't throw is false. I'm sorry. If he can't throw, you know, you're not telling me, again, a guy who started – you know, two years at the power five level and is on track to throw for fewer yards than he did with a hurt shoulder last season. Robbie can throw the ball, right? They've just got to call some plays and they've got to try to figure out a way to get him in a groove with his arm. And he needs a whole game without him looking over his shoulder. to Do it. He hasn't had that yet. Yeah. Not with, not with a healthy arm. He hasn't. Yeah. John Brandon jumps in and says, had there already been a watch the film, I'm not getting notifications. John, I had not done a watch the film. I am just now getting to the place where I feel like my voice can go through a full day of talking. So be on the lookout. That's going to be coming at some point this week. We will get back into this film for sure. I've had plenty of time to review it, so we will definitely get into that this week. No fear. Your boy Ike Jones is still here. Uh, Knox Cleveland jumps in and says, do you think that coach Hugh Freeze will take some time away from recruiting to help out the offense some more? Uh, um, I think, no. I think he's already begun to help out a little bit more on the offensive side. Um, you know, I don't know how much more he's going to do on game day duties. As far as calling plays, he did seem to be a little bit more involved in this mm. past game as far as having the play sheet in his hand. Um, but, uh, yeah, I don't know the answer to that. We'll find yeah. out very soon though. Yeah, I think that he has to, I think that he has to. I think he's got to do what he needs to do to win games now. <laughs> right. Like, I mean, again, you still need to put some kind of prayer. Again, if you're if you're a wide receiver recruit and you're watching this, who's going to throw me the ball? A, a freshman, a true freshman next year. One of the right. guys that's on roster already that you won't. Or they're going to have to throw the ball. They're going to have to go to the portal and get somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. And you saw how that went this last portal season, but they're going to have to get somebody in the first portal period. This Correct. Time. Yeah. yeah I think that's the, the key difference yeah. is if they're going to go swing and try to get a transfer quarterback, it's going to have to be during the first, the portal, first portal period. period. If, yeah. if that's the plan. So again, I'm not saying that that's what the plan is today. I'm saying that you've got to look at your, your, your succession plan. And we'll talk a little bit more about this tonight, but the succession plan right now looks like, in my opinion, should look like, the remainder of this season, you start grooming next year's starter, right? 
And there are two guys on this roster you know for sure can come back next season. All three can. But if you're going to ride with Peyton Thorne, I think the plan needs to be figure out how he's going to be the starter for next year. Because I don't think that he's put enough on tape right now to go to the league. Right. So he's going to come back for an additional year of college football if he wants to continue to play. And if you're riding with him, he needs to look like a quarterback that's making steps towards a starting quarterback in the SEC next year. If not, you need to start somebody else in that room and start them down the process of seeing what you have in them. So you know whether or not you need to go to the portal and go get a quarterback. So you can start out at the beginning of the uh, offseason saying we're aggressively pursuing a solution here. Or otherwise, you're going to be stuck with a redshirt freshman in Hank Brown who hasn't taken any snaps. A now redshirt sophomore in Holden Gurner if he decides to stay who hasn't taken very many snaps. Or a true freshman in Walker White. None of those look particularly appealing to anybody who's going to have hope in coming here and having a really good passing offense starting next season. Great. Uh, Devin 21 jumps in and says, if LSU loses to Missouri on Saturday, will they be more dangerous home at home or will motivation be that three losses already or they will have more motivation with three losses already on the season? Yeah, I don't, I don't think, I think that that's a team, a talented team. Um, you know, I, I don't think losing makes them more dangerous. Um, yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how to answer this. Uh, I think LSU is going to be tough at home regardless because it's LSU and it's death. It's the hardest place to play in the country in my book. Yeah. So, um, you know, that's going to be a tough game no matter what they're, they're putting. It's going to be strength on strength, our defense versus their offense because they're off. I mean, Jaden Daniels is the second leading passer in all of NCAA of the NCAA right now. Jay Daniels has looked good this year. Yeah, yeah. Like, he's thrown for like 1,700, just over 1,700 yards. The only person better than him so far. 16 touchdowns, two interceptions. Michael Penix is the only person better than him so far. Yeah. So. Uh, Martin jumps in and says, saving face, put this team on uh, – saving face, Robbie put this team on his back last year. So when I asked the question, was this more about saving face or is this an in- indication of Robbie Ashford's talent level or his confidence in Robbie? He says he feels like he's saving face with the whole Peyton Thorne uh, starting quarterback thing thus far in the season. Yep. Uh, JB says not everything is on the on the defense is all good. We still give up a ton of third and longs. This is correct. We have done terrible on third and long so far this season. I haven't run the numbers, but just in recollection, we haven't done very good on third and long this season. I think a lot of this is emblematic or uh, symptomatic of the lack of pass rush that we've had. So that's something that we definitely need to address in the offseason is figuring out or really during the bye week, how are we going to generate better pressure on third and long so we can get up out of here on uh, third down? Uh, last comment here from Devin, who says, do y'all think that Holden will transfer? Does he fit the kind of offense Hugh Freeze wants to run? Or do you know, just not know enough? I would hate for him to never have a chance. I, I don't. I think they'll build an offense around the guy if they think that he has the talent, he, the talent to do it. The problem is, I'm not sure Holden's going to get a fair shake here the way things are looking. So do I, does I, yes, I think he transfers. Yeah, I right think, now, I, the way I, that I think the he has to, is, yeah. there's no reason for him to stay. Yeah, don't. Yeah, I would not continue to waste eligibility here. He is a great quarterback, and um, he's got a good arm. And I think that there's a system that works well for his talent. And they, he's got to go someplace where they, well, where they'll use it. So, yeah. Um, yeah, that's my feelings on Holden. Great quarterback yeah. needs to go someplace where they'll use his talent. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, we are going to get out of here. We appreciate you guys dropping in with us. Until the next time, and as always, War Eagle. Drop!